When I stepped on the scales on 7th of April 2016, I weighed 26 stone, seven and a half pounds. And I was just gobsmacked because I knew that 18 months earlier, I'd weighed in at 24 stone, seven and a half pounds. So I knew I'd put two stone on in under two years. I was so concerned about what my weight might be that I had actually put a question on a forum about how will they be able to weigh me? What, mm. what do the scales go up to? Um, it's just those kind of things that go through your mind. And uh, I was just looking at it and, I, and my, my consultant must have seen the look on my face because she was like, you will never see that number again. And yeah, it's, it's just really struck a chord with me. I still, still think about that today. Support for Slimming Stories is brought to you by Kim, the Colouring Book Coach. Did you know that you can heal your heart and more through colouring and the other fun services Kim offers as a Reiki healer and intuitive? Visit thecolouringbookcoach.com now for your free colouring book and save 15% off any service when you use the code SLIMMINGSTORIES15 in the booking notes when you make your appointment at thecolouringbookcoach.com. That's Slimming Stories 15 in the booking notes. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Slimming Stories. I'm your host, Claire Alden West. I hope that September has been a good start for you. I hope this has been a, a decent month for you and that you're all ready and set for the last quarter of this year. And I know that a lot of people are stepping back through the doors of their weight loss classes and I know that running groups are starting up too. And maybe this kind of feels a little bit like January for you. Or not, as the case may be. If you're feeling that you need a little bit more inspiration, I'm just going to highlight Shannon Palmer. Shannon Palmer is the first Swimming Stories ambassador. And Shannon's helping me just promote the podcast and helping me just to highlight the podcast. Because, you know, as I said before, I'm a one-woman band. So I rely on people's good nature and good will just to share the podcast as they do and as I've been doing and the podcast is growing and it's going up the chart so I just want to say thank you to everyone that has listened and downloaded the podcast and if you'd like to go over and just look at Shannon's Instagram account you can find Shannon on the little life of Shazapi and Shannon's been a massive help and what I do like about Shannon is she's really honest which is really honest and relatable in a slimming journey. And you'll read from a post that she has the good days and she has the bad days, but she takes it on the chin and she moves on and she doesn't let it get her down. And she's had a great weight loss. So please go over and show her some Instagram love. Now, this week's guest, Debbie, is is truly remarkable. She really, really is. Now, Debbie started her slimming journey at 26 stone, £7. Debbie has gone on to lose 15 and a half stone. And although she's lost this, this weight, which is fantastic, Debbie's weight loss is has given her such a boost with her confidence that she's gone on to make her own YouTube channel. So you'll also find Debbie at Debbie's World. And I'll put a link in the show notes and also to her Instagram account. So please go over to Debster underscore SW and you can follow Debbie's slimming story on her Instagram account. Now, what I would say about Debbie is she really is, you know, she's she's a lovely lady. She's ego-free, filter-free. She's so kind and generous. And she's been so given in terms of the information that she's provided in a podcast episode. And she's been really honest, which I absolutely love. As you know, I love the honest slimming story. And that's exactly what Debbie has given me on this podcast interview. And it takes a lot, doesn't it? I mean, it takes a lot to lose 15 and a half stone, you know, and just to walk through the door of any slimming class with that weight to lose. And if you're like me, when I have been in a group situation or at a gym and somebody at a larger size has, has walked in, I really do just root for them thinking, you know, this isn't just about getting into a pair of size 12 jeans or a size 10 jeans. This isn't about losing a couple of dress sizes for Debbie. It was really a case of if she could lose that weight, it would have a massive impact on her health. And her actual slimming journey started 
by her sister just having some concerns about her after spending a, a weekend away with her. And I'm so glad that she had those concerns and that she voiced those concerns. And I'm so glad that Debbie found the, the willpower just to stick this through and to see it through. And she's had such a fantastic, inspirational, slimming journey. She really, really has. So is introducing Debbie to Slimming Stories. I've been a, a bigger child, a, a bigger teenager my whole life. I was told, one of those kids who was told I had big bones. I remember being, the, my sister's 10 years older than me. I remember being the same size as my sister when I was 16, fitting into her jeans and things like that. I've always had problems with secret eating. Mum's had me on different diets, this, that and the other. And I've always resorted to food for comfort in times of stress. And also just enjoy food. Every little thing that happened was an excuse or a, to, to go out for some nice food. Or, and uh, that's not changed, but I've had to change my mindset. I've had to change what I choose to mm. eat. Yeah. I think that anybody that has an issue with with the weight and with the food, food in particular, I think it's because food is always the, the you know, it's a treat food, isn't it? Let's have a party, yeah. let's, have, let's have special food, let's have Easter, let's have special f everything. Kind yeah. of food goes in hand in hand with celebration. I feel like I'm talking like jazz hands at the moment. So, but, uh, excuse that, but everything just goes in hand in hand with food doesn't it Let, let's celebrate let's be happy and let's eat food let's be sad let's eat food let's eat mm. food and then let's go on a day trip but let's go to this nice cafe or have a nice exactly. cake from somewhere or... exactly. Let, let's have a picnic everything is around food how was it for you when you know you're a, you're a youngster and you're surrounded by food you can't you can't get away from food you need food to nourish yourself so how was it knowing that temptation was at every corner for you I think I just didn't I didn't really think about it I just I just gave in all the time or I just even if my mum put locks on the cupboard or or she tried you know or I was following a weight loss plan I'd I'd find the Kit Kats or if I couldn't unlock the cupboard I'd go in another cupboard and and make something you know or like I said in that that thing sometimes I resorted to eating cooking chocolate and cake decorations mm. uh, just to have something to turn to it's it's difficult to, to sort of look back when over the last few years you know my, my mindset and, and lifestyle has changed or I, I try to think that it's changed think positively but yeah, I would, I would just give in or I would just eat. I would eat a lot of the same types of foods. I would eat my safe foods like all through college. I ate tomato soup and tuna, tuna sandwiches. Mm. And that's all yeah. I ate right. for like two years. Just because it was easy, I think. Yeah. Just because it was easy. And I think some of us get to a point where we don't want to eat another bit of salad. Mm, absolutely absolutely agree with you so just going back to what you said earlier about locks on the cupboards is that what your mum did to, to try yeah. and help you yeah wow gosh so at what age were you when your mum did that that she took that action probably mid to late teens when it sort of became clear that I was going to be a a bigger you know growing out of the puppy fat phase and in, and not really getting rid of it. At age 17, I was 15 stone. So I was, still, I was always on the, on the big side, like I said. Yeah, and I think parents act accordingly, don't they? They, they see something and they, they try and help. And I know that my mum would follow me upstairs with my friend, because my friend used to come over with a big bar of like dairy milk, but she had yeah. to kind of like sneak it in. I remember the one time that she was we both sat on the bed and we had to hide this chocolate under the duvet uh, but my mum found it and she was getting getting quite cross because I think she she kind of got frustrated because she's like um I think the highest she's ever been is like a size 14 or something and she, I think at the moment she's like a size 12 and she doesn't have that sweet tooth so I, I think parents can get frustrated with the children and 
and and I guess from them looking on at the children and their behaviours, I guess they're trying to do what yeah. they need to do to help. So you've had a lot of success, haven't you, with your weight loss? So going through that as a small child and then as a teen, at what point in your adult life did you decide to to make changes to reduce your weight? Back in 2016, I was about 36. And I was, I, I didn't really know how much I weighed. I just knew that the last time I'd got weighed, I was over 24 stone. And I was just coming to this conclusion that I just needed to do something, have one last go at it. And in the February of 2016, I went on a trip to London with my sister and my nephew. I was hugely massive, size 30 to 32, probably in denial. Some of my 32, size 32 clothes were probably tight. And on this trip to London, I really, really, really struggled. There's a lot of walking, even if you go to the, on the tube, uh, to try and cut some of the walking out, there was actually still a lot of walking involved, in my mind anyway. We went to the London Dungeons, and at the end, there's a ride called The Drop, which simulates hanging. And before that, there'd been a little ride on a train type thing, and I'd been okay on that one. And while we were in the queue, I was umming and ahhing, I was saying to my sister and William, who was what would he have been, about 12 or 13 at the time, I'm not going to fit on this ride mm. at the end. And they said, oh no, you are all right on that train, you, you are all right, you are all right. So I went in, and as soon as I sat, they were sort of shaped for like a bum shape. Mm. And as soon as I sat in, I thought, I was like spreading over two seats. Mm. Everybody else got sat down, they tried to pull push the safety bar down it banged down really hard on my stomach and it wouldn't close and mm. they said oh you know you're gonna have to get off and it was already really dark in this room so I had mm. to sort of walk past try and get my bag and my coat from these shelves where it went in the pitch black walk back past everybody and walk out again and I was like trying to brush it off at the time. Oh, I knew I would be able to fit on it. You know, it's all right. We'll, we'll just like carry on walking. I did try to keep brushing it off and because I just never thought that anything would work. I never mm. thought I'd be able to lose weight. And then my mum and my sister sort of called me in for a family meeting and they said, Sarah was really concerned about how difficult you found it. Uh, walking around London, your fitness levels, how unfit you were. I was grey and and I still kind of was like, nothing's ever worked, nothing's ever going to work. I haven't got the willpower. I'm just going to have to just try and live my life the best I can. Mm. And then all of a sudden, I started seeing these Facebook posts from a couple of my friends uh, saying, oh, I've, I've joined Slimming World and I've lost a, a stone or I've lost two pounds this week uh, or, or I've got Slimming of the Week, you know, over a few weeks. And I thought, because I'd always followed Weight Watchers before in previous attempts, I thought maybe it's just time to have one last, last go at it. Yeah. So, yeah, about two months after that London trip, I finally did walk into my first Slimming World group. Gosh, I, I can't. I can't imagine, I've heard this before with other guests about going on the rides, not being able to continue with the rides, having to do like what I know the, the last guest I interviewed on Sunday walk was shame. like, walk of shame, yeah, and I, I just think, goodness, you know, that must have been such an, an experience for you, but that was that the moment that you, you just thought, right, okay, my family are now hearing that this is making me unhappy, they can see... I'm unhappy and in my face and they've got concerns. But was it was it that moment in time that made you think, right, okay, the ride didn't fit, I need to do something, or was it the family? I think it was all the it wasn't right then and there at that moment because you just try and brush it off in your head. I think it was just a snowball of things. And yeah. also just just looking online and thinking, I need a new focus as well, I need a new hobby if you like a new focus 
So all those things snowballed into wanting to give it one last one last go. And you've had an amazing, amazing, an amazing journey. So amazing journey. Yeah. <laughs> you have, you have, you've had an amazing journey. So if you just want to start by telling our listeners where you started on those scales when you first stepped on the scales. So when I stepped on the scales on 7th of April 2016, I weighed 26 stone, seven and a half pounds. And I was just gobsmacked because I knew that 18 months earlier, I'd weighed in at 24 stone, seven and a half pounds. So I knew I'd put two stone on in under two years. I was so concerned about what my weight might be that I had actually put a question on a forum about how will they be able to weigh me? What what do the scales go up to? Um, It's just those kind of things that go through your mind. And uh, I was just looking at it and and my, my consultant must have seen the look on my face because she was like, you will never see that number again. And yeah, it's it's just really struck a chord with me. I still still think about that t- today. Absolutely. So, the the confidence that your consultant had in you made yeah. you feel that you could you could go forward with this plan. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. when I first walked in, uh, I really really wasn't sure about Slimming World because I'd always I'd always had I'd, I'd had a few girls at Weight Watchers in previous years. Yeah. And all I knew was red and green days from from other friends that had done Slimming World in the past. And I thought, I'll never be able to do red and green days. So like Sue, my consultant, she'd said, are you, are you joining? And I'm like, I'm not sure. And uh, that still makes her laugh because I, I actually went and sat through all the introductory talk and I didn't fill the forming because I wasn't sure. Yeah. Uh, but when I heard about the extra easy plan, I thought, yeah, I think I think I can cope with this more than what I sort of thought I knew about red and green days. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just such an easy, easy plan that that it's yeah. it's kind of stuck with me. And I think when we first think about a diet and what you need to do, what you need to eat, what you don't want to eat, mm. what's restricted. It, I think the first thing that springs to mind when you think about diet would be a restriction. Um, yeah. I think with Slimming World, I mean, I wouldn't say to anybody, you've got to do Slimming World, you've got to do Weight Watch, you've got exactly. to do yeah. whatever, yeah. obviously, whatever you're comfortable with, whatever works for you. But I think for me, the good thing with Slimming World and working as a lone worker my day job and being out and about is that I know that if I've not prepared anything, nothing is is out of limits so if you just want to talk us through having got weighed what your first week was like on Slimming World compared to the diets that you've experienced before well my first week it wasn't a perfect first week because I still had things in the house so I still had like say a quiche or or full fat mayonnaise or things like that this is this is just from what I can remember four four years later um but what I did was I actually looked up the sins for those things uh, and I found out that a quarter of quiche was like 15 sins yeah (laughs) so I'd have that quarter of a quiche but I'd have the rest of my plate filled with salad and I must have made enough changes to things like that to to lose I lost nine and a half pound in my first week Um, So I must have made just enough changes and I think I looked at the ready meal curries that I had and Mm. I think one was nine sins. So I had my curry but I packed it with veg instead of eating my curry, then eating naan bread with it, then eating puddings afterwards or whatever. I'd eat my little curry with my salad and then I'd have like a yoghurt or a piece of fruit afterwards. So it was just initially just making those first few little changes yeah and then I got my full shopping in and I got into my routine from then really if you're just starting it's worth looking at your normal food uh, Mm. because Slimming World food is normal food yes and I think it's a really good idea to try and get what you eat normally look it up on the app see what category it fits into and see if there is a way to fit it into the plan yeah 
definitely i think when you know in the old world you'd, you'd think about a diet and restrictions and then it right let, let's clear the cupboards let, let's start fresh so i can get you know the cucumber the salad in and all the, all the rest of it but now you said what, what you said is exactly right think about what you do like what you do enjoy and how you can work that in and if maybe something that you do really really enjoy is higher higher calorie value or sim value look at an alternative an alternative exactly, for that yeah. Yeah, Just like yeah. now, I used to I used to enjoy quiches, and now I make crustless quiche. Yeah. Or I used to enjoy little pizzas, and now I make either pizza-topped omelettes, or I get the low dough, or I get the wraps, or, you know, there's all sorts of things. Or sometimes, you know, I treat myself to half a pizza. Exactly, exactly. So I've been had... This week, where you've you've gone home, and you've not had to clear your cupboards. <laughs> you, you can still eat the foods that you've normally eaten, but making some changes, and then you've lost this nine pound. How how did that feel when you're looking at your book, and then you can I see those numbers? I, was, I think from then on, I was converted. If you like, yeah, <laughs> converted to Swimming World. It was actually in the second week. I I follow. I then followed the plan fully. Started to make more changes kept within my sins, even probably done a little bit of walking. We are talking a little bit of walking, literally around the block at the very start. I lost half a pound my second week. Right. So I was like, what? <laughs> uh, and I think that was one of the crunch points because obviously you think, well, this week I should have had an even better week than last week. Mm. But that was when I started watching YouTube right during my second week yeah. and i found several really inspiring youtube accounts and i started watching and i was just hooked from from then on to, to slimming world and to youtube brilliant you know youtube is something that i've never really looked into a lot it really is i don't i don't even know what made me click on that on that icon i'd not even really been into youtube before you know, I very much watch a lot of telly, yeah. and uh, but but something just made me click on YouTube and type the world in, and uh, oh, I found this this lovely lady called Tilly Cutler, and she had done absolutely amazing, and she was such a bubbly personality, and uh, I think she's got about 30, 40 weeks worth of weigh-ins, and I, I probably sat all the week and just just watched them one after other. Brilliant. And it's it's definitely worked for you. So going to group, getting weighed, making those changes and then then the YouTube and then creating your own channel to yeah. go on it and inspire inspire others. How long did it take for you to reduce your weight to your to your target? Was it something that it came naturally and this was the, the golden nugget and then you didn't struggle or was it all smooth sailing to target? Definitely not smooth sailing to target. I would say the so I joined in April 2016. I think in the first year I lost 10 stone, nine, nine to 10 stone. I knew I should have brought my Slimming World book. <laughs> and I posted videos of me with a one and a zero for a 10 stone balloon, uh, right. things like that. That's on my YouTube, I think, still as a live video. So I would think the first year was relatively smooth and I, I would do things like when I went out for birthdays, when I went to pubs, I would ask for the salads, I would take my own food everywhere I went, take my own milk. And, and there's, still, there's, there's still elements of that now, but the second year was a bit slower. I got to my 11 stone target in September 2018. My first target was to get under, was my club 10, right, which yeah. was 23 stone. My second target was to get under 20 stone. And then I finally did set a target to get to 15 stone. I got, got there. Then my next target was 13 stone, three and a half pounds. That was actually half my starting weight. Can I just tell you, Claire? I never thought I would get past weighing 15 stone because I weighed 15 stone at age 17. Yeah, yeah. So 
to actually be here talking to you at just over 11 and a half stone is still it's still unbelievable yeah, it is so maybe maybe it might be a good idea for people just to set small if, if you're looking at a big weight loss those small little targets are maybe a better idea half a stone at a time definitely and i love how you did that and you broke it down and I guess you celebrated each of those each thing, yeah. Each of those those goals that you'd set for yourself, and that that's a great thing to do. And if you have got a lot of weight to lose, if you are in double figures, and the whole losing weight is kind of like like you said, you never thought that you would be sat there at eleven stone something. If that is so so overwhelming, then absolutely, if you can break it down into into goals, because we get kind of fixated on numbers don't we because you know that is the measure that slimming world have and i know that my consultant has said to me you know if you don't want to weigh you can just come and pay sit to group and and get weighed you know when some weeks it's kind of going up and down and you yeah. just kind of get your head into that that number on the scale rather than thinking actually my trousers feel looser or i've, I've been shopping and i've, I've fit into a, a lower dress size you, you just get that you can get obsessed with that number on the scales can't you definitely yeah yeah so i just want to make it clear that i never had 11 stone as my target right from the start no because i just never never even thought that i would get here actually it's happened sort of organically because mm -hmm. when i got to the the 13 stone i set my target for 12 and i thought oh yeah i'll be all right there 12 and i lost another seven pounds so yeah i lowered my target again and then i lowered it again so actually getting to my target weight was actually a bit of a, a fizzle out <laughs> I didn't arrive at my current target weight with a big crash bang wallop no it was just like I'm here now, I'm, I'm around 11 stone, I'm in a healthy BMI, let's set a target. Right, let's I set see. this as my target weight. Um, <laughs> it's, just, it's just something that I never thought. I mean, I'm sat here with my 50% certificate from Slimming World. That's about wow. how far I'd get, club 50. I mean, even to get to that, uh, which was around the 13 stone mark for me, having lost 13 stone. Yes. I mean, it's just somewhere I never dreamed I'd be. So yeah, at currently I'm not in my target range. Um, I'm about three or four pounds over the top end, but I'm trying to think of it as it's just a number. I'm not committing a crime. I'm no. staying around. Uh, around and about and I'm just trying to enjoy it and I'm trying I'm still trying to keep going brilliant so when you had, had got to the, the target if we talk about that that moment when you've got to target having lost this weight now being at a weight where you thought was kind of like unobtainable Impossible. yeah, yeah. So you got you got to this weight can you talk me through the the physical and the mental change in yourself having got to this weight and having lost a total of 15 still seven and a half pounds yes. is target i've gone from a size 32 plus down to a, a size 12 tens in some dresses i've gone from a bmi of 56 to 24, 25. My goodness. Um, so I'm now in a healthy weight bracket. Uh, I've gone from taking my dog two minutes to the nearest perch of grass to taking him for 10, 11 mile walks. <laughs> I've climbed Snowden. Really? I've also seen an increase in my confidence. That's probably down to YouTube as well. You would never have seen me say boo to a goose before no. um but now you know i've i've taken part in the woman of the year i stand up and speak at group at my slimming world group i um i've done these little talks for these conferences doing something like this and my, my fitness level is just out you know just 
out of this world. I mean, sometimes I go out on a little walk with, with the dog and I think that didn't really feel like it long enough. Really? Wow. Yeah, so sometimes when I got take, take him out for like 20 minutes, half an hour, that would have left me completely nailed to the sofa before. Yeah. I think, oh, I should have made that a bit longer. It's absolutely amazing what you've done. Now that you've, you've made these changes and you've, you've lost those dress sizes, what did it feel like when you went on your first like, shopping trip at your, at your target weight, knowing that you've got all of this, all of this choice? Because I know how expensive yeah. clothes, I know they're a lot cheaper now, but larger clothes can be. So just talk us through how, how that felt. I usually go shopping with my sister and on one of my shopping trips, I remember distinctly walking into yours clothing, which is a plus size. And my sister said, what are you doing in here? <laughs> <laughs> she says, you don't need to, need to be in here. So yeah, from then on, yeah, I, uh, I absolutely really, really enjoy going clothes shopping. And sometimes I, t I take my phone with, well, I always have my phone with me, but sometimes I film in the dressing room, right. just trying things on, just for fun. And uh, people, people will say, you should have bought that dress. You should have bought that <laughs> cardigan or whatever. And I'll say, yeah, but for me, it's just the fun of, the, just the joy, yeah. the pure joy of trying something on that fits. Mm. And I can just walk into a shop, pick something up off a peg, and nine times out of ten, it's going to fit. It's it'll be it'll fit me it'll just be whether I, I actually like the style of it or not exactly exactly and what does your mum think now and your sister when they see you and, and these changes that you've made I think I'd imagine that the relief yeah they're really relieved the, and they're yeah. really proud as well and and they've really seen a change in me as well with my attitude to food and things like how much I would prepare for going to their houses or you know I'd suggest things to them like they'd be saying oh are you going to come for your dinner and I'd be saying well yeah but are you going to cook uh, are you going to cook it in the right way and you know <laughs> and they've really made an effort as well you know they'll always buy fruit and yogurts and my mum and my sister are really really proud and uh, and amazed and they encourage me all the time and they always try and help me with what I've been, what try and eat the right things. So they'll try and buy things in, you know, they'll buy yogurts and fruit and try not to get too many treats in the house yeah. or encourage me and help me with the walking. If they live nearer to me, I would think we'd have a walking group, <laughs> me, my mum and my sister, because we do try and get together to do walks. Uh, yeah. And my sister tries not to tempt me with too much gin. The Chirac. <laughs> That's the best thing. I'm not a drinker. I'm I'm all about the food. But, um, I like a bit of wine, but yeah, I can, I can resist the temptation of alcohol. But no, it's nice to have that support from your family. Sometimes with my mum, she can be, oh, what what diet are we doing? I'm like, mum, I only ever do swimming world, innit? I either eat like a pig or I do swimming world. But I think she has, I, I try to talk to my mum and explain that if I'm in that mindset and I want to I'm calm with my food, then I don't need people to go on about the food. I don't want to yeah, yeah. an issue, you know, if you like feeding the fear, you just, you just can. Yeah, I think, I think that's one thing that they've sort of learnt this time because I, I, I've had to do it myself. It's had to come from me, it's had to come from my brain and my mindset. So I think yeah. that um, they've, because I didn't actually tell them that I was starting Slimming World until I'd lost three stone. Right. Um, well, nearly three. I was waiting till I'd lost three stone, but I actually had to tell them before because we were going out for my mum's birthday and I, yeah. I wanted to be on plan. Yeah. Um, so I actually had to say, look, I'm doing Slimming World, so I'm going to be choosing something that's a bit more healthier rather than pie and chips or lasagna that I'd have probably chosen before. Yeah. Um, and I, th I think they've learned over these past few years, this, this attempt at losing weight, that it has to come from me. And, and then they're not going to get anywhere by telling me what to eat or telling me what to do. Uh, the, the, the only way they're going to help is by 
uh, encouraging me and just having the foods there if I want to go to their house or having ha- having them there to talk to yeah um, rather than trying to force something on me sometimes you think you want somebody to say you're not eating that chocolate bar are you or you're not are you still eating that are we still are you eating that shouldn't you be eating this shouldn't you be eating that but really what you've got to think of is it's your own responsibility it's your own mindset only only I can do it only I can make that choice I met my husband Andrew when I was 25 I was overweight certainly probably about 20 about 20 stone 19 20 stone when I met Andrew we met online and I was significantly overweight for the first eight or so years of our marriage. And did you feel that having met your husband at, at that weight, because I'm the same, I met my husband online as well, and um, I kind of I wanted to meet my partner, my life partner, at not a, like a really, really low weight. I'd got it in my head that I wanted to... I don't want you know, I was a I was a single mum. I didn't want to be thinking, oh, I've got to be super skinny and fit into like a size yeah, eight or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I, I think I was a size 14 when I met my husband, but I think it's nice, isn't it, knowing that you're meeting somebody. They love you, whatever. Yeah, and you fall in love with somebody and they love you as you are, which is I get love's a strange thing, isn't it? And I think you kinda of like see past the size and you, you you love the person, don't you? So do you get that support from Andrew now? That oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, he's always, uh, he's always been behind me. I mean, he, uh, he bakes cakes as a hobby. Okay. <laughs> so that's not always been the best thing. But um, other than that, he's been really supportive. He, he does a lot of the cooking day to day. So, you know, he'll, he'll make the chips, he'll make slow, slow cooker recipes. Brilliant. Um, and he's just and he'll come walks with me um but i think as 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 i was saying with my mum and sarah although they've been there for the support and my my husband as well they haven't been on my back all the time no so they've very much seen that i i've had the motivation and i've had the drive to do it so Mm. i think they've they've kind of sort of backed off a little bit if you like and just and just let me do do the driving and I, I think that's one thing that's worked I think it's probably going off on a bit of a tangent from the, the support I've had from Andrew and my family but I've had a lot of support from YouTube as well oh, brilliant. Um, and encouragement and motivation so I, I couldn't be more grateful for, for my family and my, my digital friends as well that is that is lovely and there's two sides to social media isn't there there's a yeah, side that's yeah. quite fake and it's quite it can be quite harsh I know people within the slimmer world community i know some people have had trolls and they've mm. had to come off social media altogether. um but my experience certainly within um fitness running in particular and slimming world is really really supported and i've got people now obviously i've guests that i've interviewed that i've still messaging one another and it, i think it's nice of me doing the podcast when i get a message saying all right i'll listen to that episode and that that made me think about things differently or thank mm. you for, for you know it's, it's just nice having that that banter and that that encouragement that I guess we, you know we are strangers but then we kind of like build these these online relationships and you feel oh, that you've exactly, got a, yeah. a new yeah. community haven't you almost a, a new I know we say that hashtag isn't it slimming world family we've got another family almost haven't we, we, can, we Definitely. Can to because I think nobody knows Nobody knows what it's like to have an issue with food unless you've you've been, been there. there. Just as just as I wouldn't be able to relate to somebody who had an alcohol problem, and unless it was in terms of the addiction and the compulsion towards something like I have with food sometimes. And having had this great success that you've had with Slimming World and these changes, you know, you, you've lost these dress sizes. It's it's amazing. I mean, you know, it, it really is amazing. But I think we need to kind of home in on this this journey. Mm. Like, you know, we, there is no journey in this world. There's no sat nav where you could get from A to B on a straight path. Is there? There's, there's no. no no route. There's no route that no. No, nothing looks like that. And I think this is something that I have a hard time with myself because I'm I can be a perfectionist in, in some things. 
and I, I don't know if it's an age thing but I am definitely getting I'm moving past that you know when I woke up this morning I didn't expect to be doing a, a video that I was going to put on YouTube and now I am um, yeah. but I just want to talk a bit about a bit about the journey and a bit how that that feels for you and how you've accepted to still be on that journey and not to get bogged down with with numbers um and just to be to be kind to yourself i know we, we talk a lot about self-care don't we and um, whenever i hear about people talking about self-care especially in the uk it's totally different in america and um, they talk about a candle and a bath and music now that self-care is so much more than that so if you just want to start by telling us debbie how it's been since you had that kind of like that massive rocket gosh i'm at target to right okay i'm now at this lower weight if you just want to talk us through your journey since having got to that weight well first of all before i hit target i did i didn't lose every single week so that sort of prepares you if you are following a plan it's good to lose every single week it's good for your self-esteem whatever but it's not normal for me anyway to lose mm. weight every single week so through my actual weight loss journey i i had gains and maintains as well as losses and i actually found that i had a pattern every six weeks or so I'd, I'd gain two or three pounds and then i'd have a big loss the following week so i think that sort of started my training if you like for main for maintaining my weight loss and since i've got to target if you if you continued losing weight every single week there'd be nothing left of you no. so you have to find the balance and I am nowhere near perfect in finding that balance. Even even 18 months after reaching my target, I reached target in September 2018, and we're now nearly two years later, give or take. And I'm still battling with food, the urge to eat things that are outside of my plan. I'm still battling with not wanting to go walking or wanting to walk as far as I should, I think I should. I still have, you know, I've got family illnesses to cope with. Mm. Uh, we've got lockdown at the moment that, you know, is a bit depressing to everyone, whatever mm. your circumstance. <clears throat> and target is not the magic number. It's not the magic solution. I am still having to fight and battle every day. I, I do still go, I do still weigh every week. I still go to group. That might not be the answer for everyone. It's just about finding a solution. And I, I still don't know whether I found the long term, whether going to group every week and getting weighed is going to be what works for me long term. Mm. But in the meantime, it's, it does seem to be working as a whole. Yes, yeah. I know there's a lady in our group that hit Target quite a number of years ago, um, and I believe that she doesn't always weigh. So she'll yeah. attend the group. I think she, I'm not sure, I think she weighs once a month or something like that. But I think in my, in my head, how I see my blue sky journey is once I reach Target, and I think for me there's two Targets, possible Targets. I've been lost weight before. There's a Target where I'm exercising regularly mm. um, and then there's a target where I'm not exercising and then I would say my measure will be my genes because you're not the first who said this about the numbers and and kind of getting into that trap of oh I've, I'm not that weight or whatever or struggling struggling with that with that aspect of it in my mind it's it's going to be a pair of jeans because jeans are quite rigid aren't they um, yeah the jeans yeah, will yeah fit or they won't they won't fit I, I think it's really important that i will when i get to target i will weigh and i'll make sure i still go to group because i think that's important i don't think i could weigh every week at, at the moment with during lockdown i'm hosting a live thursday weigh-in every every thursday morning and it does put a lot of pressure on you yeah and actually I'm not like making progress, but 
you know, some weeks I maintain, some weeks I gain, and some weeks I lose a little bit. And probably some, I've gained more weeks than I've lost. Yeah. But actually, I am, uh, I am still around my bubble, even though I'm not in target. But for me, my bubble is probably bigger than some yes. other people's bubble. Okay, exactly. And just think about... Just think about what you've actually done. You've lost a whole, you've lost a whole person. You've lost a whole person. I mean, for goodness, in fact, this, this interview, you're like the, the biggest loser from a lady. And, you know, it's amazing. And I, I explained to my husband that I was interviewing you and I said, you know, I'd forgotten how much weight that you'd lost. Because um, normally I, I schedule these interviews a couple of months in advance of the actual interview. And it's like, so that, that's more than my weight. And, I'm, and my husband's quite muscly. And I was like, God, this is such, this is such a thing. And I think, if, you know, if you get your head into that, okay, I'm not at this weight, you kind of forget what you've actually, forget what you've actually done, don't you? And sometimes when I've been really struggling with, I don't know, losing a pound or whatever, um, I've got a rucksack and filled it with, bricks and stones yeah, and I've, yeah. and I've, I've lifted that just to actually feel i mean could you imagine now going out on your walk with a rucksack on your front and on your back and on your side you can imagine like um i've seen it sometimes do it on these, these american shows, don't they yeah, yeah. Where you, you, you carry the whole weight that you've lost i mean could you even imagine that well my my little terrier dog is eight kilo I think that's about two or three stone, two okay. stone maybe. And I struggle if I have to carry him, but, you know. And I know that in my my group that I, I do the Zoom calls with my consultant at the moment, um, what she says is that you can either weigh or you don't have to weigh. But my weight gets submitted to her. So nobody in the group sees that weight. Yeah, oh yeah, nobody sees your weight, yeah. yeah I but... mean, I am I am really open about my starting weight and my current weight. Uh, not everybody's like that. Mm. Um, but the reason I'm open about what I weighed at the start and what I weigh now is because if I'd been able to find somebody at the beginning who said I weigh 20, you know, I weighed 26 stone, I think it would have really helped me and I think coming across people many of the vloggers on YouTube are quite open about their their weight and the the starting weight and the current weight and I think for me personally it's just really really helpful to be open and honest uh, but not everybody's the same and that's completely Mm. understandable and I think we need to break through the shame don't we of the number of you know of being a certain weight and at the end of the day it's 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 you know you're the person who's going through this journey it is your journey it's not you know your parents journey or your sister's journey it's it's your journey and your kind of your peaceful place is the weight that you you choose to be because at the end of the day there's only you that can control that isn't there there's only exactly, you that can control yeah. it and we need to i think i think you're right in what you said about things on youtube we need to be supporting each other and lifting each other up and and having that sense of somebody's got my back just to help us with with that mindset and getting past that getting past that number and I think I can imagine I've not been in this I've not had this experience for for a long long time in fact the only no twice I've been at Target has both been with Weight Watchers I think once was when I was 14 because I went to Weight Watchers when I was 14 and again, I think I was 19. <laughs> but both times, I think I went to tar- I got Target. I think I, I stayed about a couple of weeks at Target. Mm. Um, but we need to be kind to ourselves. Um, and we need to be accepting of ourselves. And I know that in the past when I've, I've spoken to guests on my podcast, they have said that it takes a while for the mind to kind of catch up with the change of, of what the body is, is, has gone through. Do you find, can you relate to that? Is that the case with yourself? Oh yeah, I mean, like like I said earlier, uh, up, up, up to a few months ago, I was still walking into the plus size clothes stores. A few um, months ago, I didn't still... realise that. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Up to a few months ago, I was that it was like probably about a year ago. Me and my sister went to Meadow Hall, and I walked in yours clothing, and that's when she said, "What are you doing in here?" Yeah. I was like, "I don't know. <laughs> Let's go." 
<laughs> Let's go to next. <laughs> the style of clothes as well. So like I I wore tunic tops all the mm -hmm. time when I was bigger. And uh, I've had to make like a a real conscious effort not to go to the size twelves, but be looking at the size twelve tunics. Right. But just just try and find different styles of things. And that's it. Um, but working from home and being in lockdown, yeah. uh, there's no there's no there's no need to get the fancy dresses out. Is that which is the shame? <laughs> I went to my car in my pajama bottoms um, yesterday. Yeah. I admit I'm guilty. My husband like was in your pajama bottom. I'm like I know, but the black. Who knows? But, Who knows? But I was never I was never a leggings person. No. So I always wore these huge wide legged black trousers and these tunic tops, which you'll see on, on one of my transformation pictures. Yeah. Uh that's all that was my outfit, these huge wide leg trousers and these tunic tops. So to actually get to, I don't know, I was probably about a size 16 or a 14 when I got my first pair of leggings to wear. Oh, and then, wow. and then my, I didn't buy jeans until I was a, a size 16 either. Wow. Um, because uh, my staple wardrobe had been these wide legged black trousers, even through the heat of summer. And <laughs> last summer I spent in dresses and shorts. Oh. And, yeah, I've got a bit of uh, loose skin, but I, I show it off. Definitely, absolutely. I mean, the fact that you can now wear the shorts and dresses and summer must feel, I mean, the heat, I mean, last summer was really hot, wasn't it? Exceptionally yeah, hot. Yeah. So having that freedom to, to move around and not having, you know, the, the heat of that extra weight must, it, I mean, you, you tell me, how, how does it feel having a summer knowing that you've not got that weight to carry around with you oh it, it's just i mean i had i, I don't want to like give too much information but i had skin problems i had uh chafing sweating i was quite often told that i had body odor when i was working in oh. the office um i had digestive problems and a lot of that is gone now and it, it just feels free. I Brilliant. just feel free. So I can just, every time I go on holiday, because I've been big for so, so long, I can, I've always got something to compare it to. So we used to go to the Lake District when I was big and now we've been back a couple of times since I've been, been smaller. And, you know, we, we just used to spend our time sitting on benches admiring the views staying in the little villages and now we go up into the mountains or we or you know we we walk around places we drive out everywhere and there's no worry about seats in cafes or we, we walk for miles we sit in a cafe we, we do have a bit of cake on holiday wow. um, <laughs> get the cake <laughs> Don't forget the cake, and you know it's just it's just a completely different experience. Okay. And on top of that, I can also now enjoy sharing my journey and my lifestyle with with YouTube with the people that follow me. I've got my freedom back, and I can also share it as well. Oh, that that is such a hero's journey, and I'm, I mean, what better way to end this than just say that you know you found. You found your freedom. You're now you're now free. You're free of it, and this is such. It's, you know, you you found what works for you, and it has been so so successful. And I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to share your story with me and with the listeners, and for inspiring me to be putting this onto YouTube. So I hope you trust me, Debbie. I hope you trust me. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. I mean, there's all sorts on my YouTube. So. There we are then. There we go. I've not, I've not given away anything that's uh, that's not already out there, really. Exactly, and it's it's refreshing, isn't it? It's refreshing to hear somebody saying, "You look, this is you know, this is me. This is how I am. Take it or leave it. I've accepted myself, and and I'm happy, and and I'm free of, of the weight. I mean, who who wouldn't be inspired by by that story? 
it truly is remarkable. So before you go today, Debbie, I mean, it's been an absolute pleasure just to listen to this. So it, so exciting and motivates me every time I listen to a guest. It, it really does. What piece of advice could you give to anybody listening just to get them motivated and started on their, their healthy journey? Firstly, I'd say try and join a community if you can. Join a group or look out on social media and get that support. Get that support from from either social media or from your friends and family. And the main thing that got me through and still gets me through today is I swore there'd be no giving up and no going back for me. So mm. remember, it's just worth it. It's worth giving it a go and don't give up. Thank you so much for joining me today, Debbie. It has been an absolute pleasure. Oh, you're welcome. When I think back to when I first started doing the podcast episodes and, and just thinking about the podcast in general and, and what I wanted to do with the podcast and and just to think, what if I could get guests on, to be really honest? What if I could get guests on, just, just tell us a weight loss journey and how it's felt? How would that sound? How would it make people feel? Because to me, I could see these fantastic photographs. I could see a brief outline of a, a slimming story in a magazine but I, I wanted to know the the nitty-gritty I wanted to know the guts of the story and I feel that Debbie has really really demonstrated I guess exactly what I wanted I wanted to know that the guts of the story <laughs> I wanted to know exactly if they ever felt like I felt and you know listening to to Debbie talking about how her mum had to put a lock on the cupboards. Now, my mum didn't do that, but I know that my mum certainly had concerns around my food. And I hope that by Debbie sharing her story, exactly how she has done today, will inspire other people because people will be able to listen to this and relate to exactly everything that, that Debbie said and how she said that. And she truly is a gorgeous human being she truly is a gorgeous human and the fact that she's come on here and you know she's I guess she's spoken about a lot of personal things and and that's credit to her you know it really is credit to her because these are the things these are the nuggets that people listening will be off to relate to I love slimming magazines where I can see a before and after transformation I do and I love reading them and I always have I always always have and that was one of the motivational factors for doing this podcast because I thought, right, that's fantastic. Everything that I see and read is fantastic. But I want to know. I want to know the nuts and bolts. I want to know how this started. I want to be able to connect with something that was really, really relatable. And by the fact that she's just come on the podcast and she's given a great interview that is really, really honest, I feel that that's kind of, for me, like mission accomplished. <laughs> that, you know, by having these guests on that are just pouring their heart out I guess about how the weight's affected them about the struggles they've had but also about the highs you know that the shopping trips after losing the weight that that boost of confidence and I think you know listening to Debbie's episode this week has made me feel that you know that this can be done you know it would have taken a lot of time for Debbie to have reached 26 stone seven pound it's not something that you just do overnight and I guess the behaviours around that that weight and really looking at what it would have taken for Debbie to have achieved success with her weight loss is truly remarkable. You know, I know that slimming groups give out awards and, and kudos and, it, you know, that's fantastic. But for Debbie to have done this, you know, it, it, it really is a remarkable, remarkable accomplishment. And I'm so pleased for a family that, you know, I guess mission accomplished for them because they sat down to have a chat with her and no doubt they wouldn't have dreamed that this was possible for Debbie. And and that what she's done, she's gone and proved everyone wrong. She's gone and proved that she can do this and, and she's been able to maintain a weight loss, which is which is fantastic. So I hope, yeah, I hope this has inspired you. I hope this has inspired you. Please go and show her some love on Instagram and on a YouTube channel. She really is lovely and I know she'll appreciate the support. So until next time, you take care and thanks for joining me on Simming Stories. Bye.